everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and it's great to be back and awake. And I am here with my wonderful co-podcasters, Nat. Hey. Jimin. What's up? And Jay. Hello, everyone. And it's going to be a great episode. We're going to have a lot to talk about. There's been a lot going on in the past few weeks. So let's get started. First things first, let's start with some of you all's favorite topic. Of course, Super M. Super M apparently have their own, what is it? Their own jet, private jet. Is that what it is? Their own private jet? Yeah. They are also in America. SM has also signed their entire agency to CAA, which Super M will obviously be a part of. Now, in my opinion, I think this is just kind of SM's next stop on their tour of conquering K pop and trying to get a one up on Big Hit. Personally, Jimin, and you were the one that kind of did some research on this story. Was there anything extra that you read about CAA? Um, basically, uh, it looks like SM has, all, well, CAA has already secured different events upcoming for some different SM groups. So, of course, they were, I, I, I think that they have a hand in, I, like, something about their tour is supposed to expand. That's not confirmed, but that's just from the little rumors that I've been reading. As far as I know right now, it just seems like CAA has just been working a lot to get a lot of deals, mainly to secure deals for Super M and NCT 127. But that that's not to say that there's not going to be other activities with other SM groups. And for those that aren't aware, it, CAA is obviously a creative artist agency. They're a huge American talent and sports agency in Los Angeles. And it they're one of the biggest ones, obviously. So getting signed with them, you know, is kind of a good deal. But I look at that and I'm always, and I'm thinking like with SM, like what is the end goal? Like, I wonder how far like Lee Soo-min is like trying to take this. Like he's really... Like, you know, with the whole Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, like you said, it's a very American thing. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of I feel like in the Macy's Parade, there's always a lot of like random acts performing on the floats. So I don't think people really think about it too much, although I'm going to guess there probably will be a lot of be some in citizens that will be there, particularly for that. And we'll have planned out the parade route and everything so that they'll be there with their signs and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, good for Lee Suman and SM, I guess. I'm interested in seeing, you know, what this whole cryptic like thing is that he's planning and um, to see how far he'll take this. I'm, I'm interested to see if he can kind of, you know, outdo big hit at their own game so next on our list of news the produce series of reality shows and what's been going on with that because right before we went on there wasn't a whole lot of movement in the whole 
investigation until recently before we recorded this show. And it was recently revealed that there was basically voter fraud in essentially every season of the show. <laughs> um, and particularly the ones with 101 and also with Produce 101 with IOI, IOI. And I mean, I I think at this point, since the groups are not permanent and most of them are disbanded, it's not really going to affect them retroactively. But what do you guys think? I'm not surprised about the votes being rigged. I mean, this, this is like some of the shows here in America, like the X Factor, like think about it, like all the people that won, what are they doing? But the judges will come up with a new album and it'll chart, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, just like almost any competition show, like where they already have the people like who are going to be in the top five or whatever, who's going to win. And even like some of the contestants would be like, oh, we knew from the beginning who was going to win and how things were going to go. I think it only came about because the fans were really pushing for it and stuff like that. Um, I think for some of the people that won, that it's going to affect their career going forward, not now. Anyone else? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting that they're like, one, that people are surprised, and two, that there's so much outrage about it. (laughs) It's kind of strange that people are acting so surprised about this, about, you know, the fact that this is rigged when we knew from the beginning that they were editing it in a certain way to portray rivalries or specific narratives. Like none of this was organic and and truthful. It was always sort of staged in in many ways. Once again, I uh, it's kind of surprising that people are one surprised about the rigging when the narratives shown on the show are obviously manufactured and in terms of you know rivalries and you know when certain girls are in favor versus the ones who are not in favor and and how they sort of make the audience they they determine what the audience should feel for these members uh and then it's also strange that they're so angry about it like they have award shows at the end of the year that determines like who's going to win these huge awards and it's mostly based on who shows up and versus you know the voting that people do and record sales and things like that so i don't know i maybe i'm cynical but a lot of this is not surprising it's not new it's not shocking it doesn't even make me angry at this point because i never really put that much energy into it i will say that jyp was smart when he did 16 which predates the pd 101 i think uh yeah it does because john so lost in 16 and then went to the first pd 101 and i'll say about what they did with 16 is it's pretty much the same concept, except everybody was a pretty much everybody was a JYP trainee and JYP had the final say at the end. So the viewers and the audience and like nobody was under the, the, the sort of idea that they had the power. It was always in JYP's hands. And 
I guess that really saved his ass at the end because when he added Choosy, uh, who had been cut, I believe, he he just decided he was going to add her. And I think Momo too, actually. Uh, so he could do that because it was his show. <laughs> he had the final say. He didn't give a shit what other people wanted to say about it. This was his group. And that was it. So it it's kind of unfortunate. but And I do think uh, there might be some smaller fires as well to put out. Because execs from Starship and I think from Cube as well were called in for questioning and, and maybe even charged, I think. So I do wonder if the whole one who thing with Monster X might have been uh, actioned as quickly as it had been if because of the other Starship trouble. I did wonder that briefly when everything had been going down, but I don't know. That's just like a small little theory. But yeah, that's sort of my opinion on it. Jimin, did you have any thoughts on the whole controversy? I mean, I, my thoughts are pretty much in line with what you guys already said. It's just not a shock to me. <laughs> so, and I'm not particularly miffed by it either. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I don't think it's really, I mean, people will act, you know, shocked and appalled, but retroactively, it doesn't really, you know, it, the groups were successful. They made money. So, I mean, the guy should get in trouble for what he did. But, you know, the I mean, the groups themselves, it's not like the members were themselves involved in the actual, like, you know, rigging that went on. You know, they still went out there and worked hard. So, you know, it's what, what can you do? So... Next up, Simon Cowell. I'm going to announce this the way Jimin wrote it because it was so good. Simon Cowell wants to make pop groups great again. He has seen how much money and all the success and attention that K-pop groups have been getting. And he's been watching that and thinking, hey, I did that. I can do it again. So... Even though he has been, you know, obviously a judge on American Idol and the American and the UK versions of the X Factor, he is now planning on starting another um, show to form another, well, girl group or boy group and, you know, have it voted on by the public and all of that so that he can, I guess, put together the next One Direction because, let's face it, he doesn't want to do another little mix. And the funny thing is, as soon as this, like, whole thing became public knowledge, the the first thing K-pop fans went was, like, they went in droves and said on social media we need to get together and tell people to not watch the show and not support Simon Cowell because this is xenophobic and he's just doing this to try and put down K-pop artists and try and prop up Western artists. And we know that he doesn't care about, you know, K-pop fans or the industry and basically making it a us versus them thing. Now, from what I've read, this may have more to do with the fact that Lil Mix, who were 
um, the winners of one of the seasons of the UK's X Factor. And they're a four member girl group that are actually very popular in the UK and um, Europe. Um, and they used to be under Simon's company and recently left and had kind of a bad break with him and his um, agency. So they're actually just announced that they're doing a show um, to look for the next uh, girl group. So they're having their own um, singing type um, show. And this is kind of Simon's way of trying to one up them more than anything is to get back at them by having another show to overshadow theirs. So it may, this whole thing may not have anything to do with K-pop at all, or maybe not as much as people think, but it was just kind of funny how like the backlash was so swift. Like there was no mention of K-pop at all in any of the announcements, but that was like the first thing people thought about. Um, and well, first thing K-pop fans thought about was we, we must defend our favorites um, against, you know, craggy old Simon Cowell. Um, any thoughts on, on the show or Simon Cowell? The way K-pop is now, do you think that they're in danger of another group like One Direction? You know, if another group could pop like One Direction. I mean, is this going to be, are we in danger of that happening? So I have different thoughts about this because when I first saw the news about it, it was in that interview where he did mention that, um, and I quote, right now K-pop, you could argue, is ruling the world. Now it's time for you, K-pop. So there was a bit of sort of like colonialist uh, POV in what he was saying. So I could understand why some K-pop fans were like, F this dude, you know, <laughs> like, and we're kind of thinking that he was coming for them. But then I, I did remember that Little Mix had their show. And I mean, I totally, I, I remember that they had changed agency, but I totally forgot that they had been signed to Simon. Before that, when like when LM5 dropped and all the drama that was going on with LM5, I totally forgot it was with Simon that they were signed with. So that actually made more sense than this whole K-pop thing, because I doubt Simon Cowell is going to create a K-pop group. You know, like I just seriously doubt that. Uh, but I think what set me off at the beginning um, of this whole thing was that then people were coming up like K-pop is, you know, the best. They have the best boy groups and girl groups you know um now you're now that um you know this sort of music is a trend now he wants to jump jump on it and now like the west is going to start imitating k-pop and i was just like are you even kidding me like i've been listening to uk pop for forever uh they predate <laughs> k-pop and they have had some of the most iconic groups. Uh, the Spice Girls, Hello, Saturday, The Saturdays, they had Girls Aloud, Blue, uh, Westlife, Take That. Like, so many iconic groups that are still making music right now. It's it, So I, I'm kind of just like, I have like three different <laughs> kind of different opinions on it. Because like, I understand why people are pissed as a k-pop fan but i also don't understand why k-pop fans act like they created pop music so it, it is sort of a confusing and sort of sticky situation i will say that regardless of what i feel on the different points of this simon simon cowell is trash and i hope his show flops because i feel like he doesn't need to have more money i feel like 
he should just retire and, you know, be a dad or whatever and just live his life. That's how I feel on that. I agree with most of that, Nat. I really do, especially the little mix parts. Any other thoughts about Simon Cowell and his new show, what he's planning on doing? It'll be interesting to see if it works and if he can have the new, you know, boy group, because let's face it, he's not looking for a girl group, the new boy group that he so desires. Well, let's move on to a group that has been MIA recently while their company has literally been imploding. However, very recently, Blackpink gained some notoriety from the People's Choice Awards, where they were nominated and won the categories for a music video for Kill This Love. They won Favorite Group and they won for best concert tour, I suppose. And people were a bit surprised and BTS fans were enraged. And they were also the first K-pop group to reach 1 billion views on their For Kill This Love. So, you know, they are definitely um, gaining some momentum I guess, social media wise, I mean, these, you know, nobody is getting upset other than armies over the People's Choice Awards because it's the People's Choice Awards. And there's a reason why they're on E! News Network now. But I mean, it's something and it gets their name out in the press and, you know, which is what they need because they haven't really been doing much lately. But it's a little it's a little weird to kind of see them winning all these awards despite the fact that we haven't really seen them do anything lately. But with the armies getting upset over them winning, it's there was a kind of a rumor going around, well, according to some people, that this was almost kind of a concerted effort between anti, quote-unquote, anti-fans and fans kind of joining up together so that BTS wouldn't win those categories. <laughs> And so they all voted so that they would win, even though the awards aren't 100% voted on. I mean, it's like partially, it's most of those awards where it's partially votes, partially record spins, and then other, I think, and there's also a percentage that's based on some, like, random vote by industry insiders or something of that nature. So it's all it's it's all like arbitrary like i said it it seems like it's more of a, a of a push for them than anything and maybe it means that black pink girl get ready to do something out front very soon because you know with them winning awards and things is kind of conspicuous when they don't really have a whole lot to show for it you know at the moment but it was kind of it was kind of amusing to see everyone kind of be like well you know there go the armies again, getting upset over uh, another group, particularly Blackpink, winning an award that doesn't really mean anything. So what did you guys think when you heard about Blackpink? Well, basically with, you know, Blackpink's quote unquote success recently. Well, I was surprised about Kill This Love hitting a billion views. I'll be very honest with about that. I mean, I knew that had a lot of views but because it's like not one of my favorite Blackpink songs 
I assume that as if it's your last or D4 would have been the song to hit 1 billion views first. And I mean, I'm, it's a milestone. I mean, I'm also kind of surprised it's the only K-pop group. Like it was the first K-pop group uh, to have that many views because I assumed that BTS had already hit that milestone before. I think there's it just shows that there's room. Like contrary to what you know some fans would say, there is room at the top for multiple K-pop groups, and I think it's better to show diversity, you know, and to have different sounds and different groups and different companies and different images, and to have you know the face of K-pop, not just be one single group, especially since if, if you don't like their music, what you just don't like K-pop is like, that's the thing. Cause that's how it kind of comes across in a lot of ways. And so I, I'm, I'm proud of Blackpink. I think that they've had a, like a really solid year. And I mean, this mini was not a good one in my opinion, but you know, they, they did a world tour and an actual world tour. It wasn't like a world tour and they just did like Southeast Asia. It it was an actual world tour where they did pretty much all of the continents and they did Coachella and, you know, kill this love was on the charts for a very long time. Uh, So it's not like it didn't sell well. And yeah, I mean, I, it's easy to, to to be critical of Blackpink because they will forever, in a lot of ways, be in the shadow of 21 because 21 had to die for them to live and because they were selected to be sort of the opposite of 21. And in that, you know, he picked dolls, literal dolls <laughs> in this group. And while, you know, 21 was all about talent and, you know, stage presence and persona and it for a lot of us you know you don't have to be in k-pop for a long time to get the comparison and to you know always have sort of like this little ping of bitterness about what happened with 21 especially with you know the news of seal leaving but yeah i mean i i totally understand like being critical of blackpink and not really getting the hype not really getting the awards and the recognition and things like that. But also I'm a Blackpink fan. I'm, I am. And I like their music. I like, I love the girls. I mean, I watch every episode of Blackpink house (laughs) and the Blackpink diaries as well. So I am totally on board and I am happy for them. So I I hope that their success continues and I think they should be having a comeback soon. So I'm very interested to see what we get from them there. And I, yeah, I support them. And if people want to get mad <laughs> about them winning People's Choice Awards, like their actual, like they actually mean something and matter, then I mean, you really have some problems you need to work out. Maybe you should sit down with a therapist and you need, because everybody knows the the people's choice awards and the teen choice awards and that and are trash. And, you know, they just give awards to, for the sake of giving awards and none of them really mean anything. And I know that they say people vote for them, but the votes really don't matter at the end of the day. Like they have a committee that decides who's going to win what. And this year it's Blackpink. Next year it'll be BTS. Who knows? Uh, it's, it's like, I literally saw somebody was like, 
you know, this is ruining the integrity of the people's choice of words. And like somebody had written to like the FBI and I was just like, you need to calm down. Like, yeah, in the words of Taylor Swift, I feel like this actually fits. You need to calm down because that is just ridiculous <laughs> and silly and stupid. And you look a fool like it, with all the things that a lot of these groups are doing, you know, BTS got seven monster x big bang even like without everything that these groups have accomplished a pca is nothing it's it's like a drop of water in the ocean like it's it's not a big deal focus on on what you like your group and focus on the things that you love jimin jay you have any thoughts on blackpink do you think that they deserve the awards or i mean like nat was saying it's it's a pca so was the point of even bringing and deserving yeah in that okay. equation I, I i more so agree there like it's, it's a pca so <laughs> i mean what about the armies getting upset over this i mean i you know i saw the same things in that did where people were i didn't see anything about the fbi being brought into it which is really outlandish but i mean there was a lot of things about i imagine the fbi has nothing better to do no nothing better to do and you know their country at the moment yeah like there's (laughs) other things going on um but yeah i mean i mean is there anything else you guys have to say about blackpink in general i mean with the one billion views and like how they've been doing recently we haven't really heard from them in a while well them getting one billion views was going to happen because it's like almost all their MVs have really high numbers and stuff and they're like one of the few groups to like consistently do that like them in twice um I thought Big Bang was going to reach it first because like during their time before now like they had some like the highest viewed music videos and it was like it was going to be anybody it was going to be them because they were so ahead of everybody um, but then Blackpink had the hype and the excitement and, you know, them kind of having so few comebacks kind of helped that. I mean, with the opposite for twice because they never took a break. <laughs> so it was going to be either one of those groups. And I mean, like BTS and they weren't like that right out the gate, <laughs> even though people forget. Next up... Well, Monster X is now without an X. Wanho is officially no longer in the group. Han Sohi has reigned supreme yet again. And we have another casualty of the K-pop industry. It's very interesting as to what happened. Um, It was very... Starship, there's a lot of criticism as to how they handled this entire thing. But essentially, there was rumors about Wanho and some things that he did in his past um, concerning um, some acts of juvenile delinquency. And I believe also um, one of the other members, it was brought up, and correct me as to which member, because I don't remember, um, another member there was rumors about an affair that got drug in with Juanjo's story um that was going around 
And it just, you know, as soon as things kind of gain traction, Starship just, you know, kind of let them go. And there's been a lot of outcry from Monster X fans about wanting him to come back. And it's not looking good at the moment, but um, Starship has removed him from a lot of promotional material, things on their website and such. But... I feel like it was kind of unfair to him because when you think about some of these things that he did, um, you know, there was rumors about him having had a hard childhood, growing up poor, and, you know, some of the things he did may have been out of desperation and, you know, needed money or whatever. Starship had to have known that, you know, if there were things in his past that he did, that were against the law or, you know, verse, like they had to have known about it. And it obviously didn't matter when you signed the contract. And then as soon as something comes up to just kind of drop you, it's kind of brutal. And, you know, especially when you're right, your, your height, it's, you know, I can understand why people are disappointed. Thoughts on one toe and monster X and this whole situation more any more backstory, any more just general thoughts on Monster X? And do you think that there's any chance of him coming back? Uh, I guess I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't really know anything about Monster X that much. I like some of their songs. I don't really know about who like the members are, but Ashiwano and Shonu, which was the person, I think he was the one who had the... Uh, rumor about being in an affair. Right. Uh, those two are actually the most visible members because <laughs> they're the ones you remember the most. Uh, so it's kind of unfortunate that it was them who were sort of like enraptured with what's going on. I agree that I think that Starship handled it poorly because everything seemed to happen really quickly. Like the rumors came out um, from that girl who shall remain a name nameless because she sucks. Uh, and I mean, okay. Like I, I totally get it. He borrowed money, I think from her friend and he didn't pay it back. So yeah, so you can shame him for that. That is completely fine because I mean, if you borrow money from somebody, you should pay them back point blank. I mean, there's, there's nothing to discuss there. Like there's really nothing to be said. And I don't know why he didn't do it since I'm sure that he makes money in Monster X, you know, to pay people back, kind of strange that he did not. But I think it was really, it was his juvie record that really was the one that, I guess, broke the camel's back in many ways. And it's unfortunate because once I also heard that he grew very poor and he was part of, he was like a part of a group, I think, that had tried to rob somebody. So it's not, and he, and I think the reason they had to go to juvie was because there was a weapon involved, but he didn't have the weapon in hand. He was just with these people. And for him to turn his life around the way that he had was, was actually very commendable. And I think it would be like a great way to set an example on, you know, how you can grow up in certain situations and, you know, be on one path and then sort of, you know, find yourself 
on a better path where you're able to, you know, make money and uh, be in a positive and supportive environment. And, you know, you have people who love you and you love your fans and you're able to do what you love. And so it, it kind of brought about like a huge amount of hypocrisy from a lot of the netizens and people who were criticizing it because he made a mistake he did his time because i mean he did go to juvie from all accounts and that is literally paying for your crime and he came out of it uh as a better person it seems and he was in monster x i never heard any controversies about this guy by all accounts he seemed like a decent dude so I don't see what anybody has to gain by, you know, trying to shame him and then having him. It sounds like he might have decided to quit (laughs) because, yeah, it seems like it wasn't really that he got kicked out. It seems like he decided because he didn't want to add a lot of drama, he wanted to leave. So it, it, it is really overall just an unfortunate situation. And I do believe that no amount of whatever it is that mom babies are doing, I I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think Starship has already determined that Monster X is going to go forward with, uh, I think, six members now. And that's that. And he will just have to do something else now because it's not like Korea is going to give him a chance to be a solo artist. God forbid, right? And it, it is really unfortunate because so many people in like korea like they're able to do some really shitty terrible things and they're still you know employed and they still have jobs but like there's so many really weird hard lines like weed (laughs) you know where that's like the end of your career that's it don't don't even think about coming back you know uh i mean regardless of all the sexual assaulters and actual straight up murders that they have still working in in the industry like but none of that matters right uh it, as i said it's it is really just unfortunate and i feel bad for the mom bbs you know they're putting in the work they really really absolutely are and i just don't i hope that it does come to a better resolution where he's able to rejoin the group and you know he does the whole reflection thing and you know apologizes and you know makes a big show of it because that's really what they want and i because i I just think that monster x is better for it as a group and starship doesn't exactly have money coming in outside of monster x so maybe they should just keep it together, especially with this Produce 101 stuff going on. Just saying. But yeah, as I said, it is it is just unfortunate. And a lot of things have been happening in K-pop this year. It's been very crazy. <laughs> uh, but that, that's what I think about the whole situation. Okay. Any other thoughts about Monster X? Aren't you a mom, baby, Jay? I don't know if I would say it was a... No, I wasn't a fan. No, because uh, I wouldn't remember if I was. Um, and I stopped. I really stopped listening to their music after before their "Who Are you, Who Are You" or "We Are Here" album because it was just such a difference from all their music before. And I was like, I'm not with this anymore. <laughs> um, 
But my thing is, is that if he did owe that person money and he was like, I'm going to pay you back, and then he never did, that's on him. So that's one thing people don't play with is money and, and their food. And he messed with that girl's money. And then if he's out here buying houses and all these expensive watches and stuff like that, then okay, then he has money to pay this girl back, but he never did. And it seems like she waited for a long time or that she tried to do things privately with his company and him. But I don't know if they were like, oh, yeah, we'll work on it. And then it never got back to her. And so then she's like, oh, well, now I have to play dirty. And isn't this that same girl that got handbin in trouble? Or is it a different girl? I'm not sure. She's the one that Top was allegedly with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's the same girl because she was the girl that was that did that stuff to top and then hand it. And so uh, it seems like she's picking certain targets because Wonho is a sensitive person and stuff like that. I would say hand bin is too and top from what I know. And so that somehow, some way she got to them and like figured out their weaknesses and then exploited them, which is that's messed up on her part. And that's something that she shouldn't be doing. But, you know, it's like there's nobody really that's totally innocent in these situations. Why are you not paying back somebody that you owe a debt to, but you have money for cars and houses? So, you know, like they're guilty in a way, you know, for their part in it. It's not for some of their actions. It's not all on her. I'm not saying like, you know, she's an angel because she's, you know, it's dirty for taking advantage of these people and stuff like that. Um, him leaving the group, I mean, it's extreme, but I mean, that's how things are there. It's like they're all about image and honor and all that kind of stuff. Um, I know some people were mad at the group for still going on, but I mean, we had situations like this before where one person messes up and the group is like, bye, because <laughs> they still want to make their money. And, you know, they put in their time and effort too to be in the group and they're not going to stop just because one person messed up like that. Uh, I mean, that's really like the business side of things, you know, that some fans forget that, that, you know, yeah, they might be friends and all that, but, you know, business comes first, unless they want to get kicked out, too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Starship was like, if y'all want to leave with him, y'all can. We'll just find replacements for all his... <laughs> Again, that's how it is in K-pop. Um, yeah, I mean, I do hope that he, he'll find something else to do, and I hope that he'll be fine, that nothing bad happens to him or, you know... He reaches a breaking point or anything. I don't want anything like that to happen to him. But, I mean, he'll figure out something. All right. Moving on. BTS is Jungkook. He of the formerly long hair was booked. Well, it was reported on November 8th that he had been booked for a violation of the Road Traffic Act in violation of the Act on Special Cases Concerning the Settlement of Traffic Accidents. This was announced after Big Hit had previously revealed that Jungkook had reached a settlement for a minor collision with a taxi, and he had reached a settlement with the taxi driver, 
And he was apparently, according to the police, was booked due to confirmation of the taxi driver receiving harm. And the settlement was a personal matter that wasn't related with the police investigation. And that was pretty much it. Um, He hasn't been summoned for questioning, I don't think. Or maybe he has since that report was released. But from all things considered, I mean, there was no indication of any drugs, any alcohol. Um, We don't know the status of the taxi driver, though it doesn't seem that he was grievously harmed from the accident. So, um, you know, it seems that it was essentially a fender bender of, of some kind and that everyone came out okay, which is the main thing. Unfortunately, when this story broke, certain fans started bombarding news sites and reporters that were just doing their job with emails telling them not to run stories because they were invading people's privacy and were spreading lies and you know, already trying to basically change the narrative of what was going on when it wasn't even that huge of a deal to begin with. I mean, when the story broke, it was kind of like, oh, this happened. But it clearly wasn't, it wasn't a huge deal. It wasn't anything to get upset over. And the thing that made it more of a deal was the fact that they went into histrionics over it in the first place. So again, they brought more attention to something by virtue of being involved in it instead of just leaving it alone. And it just really kind of epitomizes their role as being like almost offshoots of the K-pop fandom at this point, because people are just kind of not wanting to get involved in their mess. Any thoughts on the Jungkook traffic violation or the fallout from it the like you said as long as you know they were all everybody was okay and like the fans made a mountain out of a molehill by them like telling the news stations to not report about it <laughs> like the streisand effect that's what it is i mean yeah i i think first and foremost it was kind of out of nowhere but i guess stuff like that is out of nowhere all the time it is interesting to see like the reaction that it got because this is the first time i think i've been around in k-pop where something like this happened but one thing i noticed is that this particular story it's kind of interesting that jay mentioned like the streisand effect with the fans because this particular story found its way into western media really quickly and not even just like big media sources that you would you know expect to you know, big entertainment media sources to expect to comment on this, but also like um, almost like niche media. Like it was a pretty big YouTuber and he took the situation and spun it to say to about like basically, you know, Jungkook got in a car accident. And it, it's interesting because I don't, I don't know if they were trying to hide it. They were just in denial about how bad it could have been. Like you saw so many posts that were like, oh, well, you know, it's fine because it was kind of surreal. I don't know. Did you guys see any of that? I heard about it. I did. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I saw it. Yeah. I mean, some of those tweets were like crazy. Like, oh, yeah, my grandfather 
like got a car accident and he murdered a family. And so, you know, and then, and that wasn't, you know, even that wasn't that bad. It was like kind of crazy stuff. So you can kind of understand why some people were making like a spectacle out of it and saying, oh, basically their fans went into full protect mode, you know, Mm -hmm. because they were tweeting like the dumbest things about it. Yeah, and like trying to minimize it or normalize, yeah. like, oh, yeah, the car accident, no big deal. It's, you know, it happens to everybody. It's stuff like that. No, like, uh, somebody could have really gotten hurt. Right. Or <laughs> manipulating the details of it. Like, the fact is, we don't know all the intimate details. The police very specifically said they weren't going to release it. So when these fans come in with like a Western point of view and they try to make it seem like, oh, the police are like, out to get them or the the country's out to get them or the people are out to get them i just like that's such a mistake to say something like that yeah absolutely and i mean just to go back to jungkook it is i think it is kind of fair to say that it is a fender bender i mean yes it could have been much worse but he wasn't Mm -hmm. under the, the influence by all accounts i mean if he's been driving for a while he's and this is his only like issue i wouldn't i wouldn't think say think that's like evidence that he's like uh, an aggressive or reckless driver either i mean he hasn't been in any sort of accidents of any sort that we know of mm-hmm. i will say that we know of because i mean we almost didn't know about this one too but like there's no there's no real pattern here and right. I, mean, I mean like if if somebody i knew got into a fender bender and i mean i would assume like oh you know like it happens like it's not yeah. the end of the world it does happen but on the flip side it is kind of strange that they covered it up it is kind of strange that yeah, <laughs> like, oh, well, you know, my grandfather murdered these people in this car and it's not a big deal then. It's not a big deal. Like what? Like, girl, what? <laughs> but I do have something like, OK, like I get what you're I totally agree with you're saying, but I did have a small little thought when I was like seeing all the theories about how they're like they're actually getting for Jungkook and like, OK, Police officers are corrupt. I'm going to go on record and say that's how I feel about them. I mean, and not even just because of what happens in real life, but almost every movie that I've ever watched in my entire life has. Police who are listening to this. This is completely (laughs) Matt's take. I have nothing to do with this. It is. I got time to go to jail. It is fine. I'm not saying all cops are corrupt. I'm just saying (laughs) that based on real life and based on fiction, I mean, why would I, and based on human nature, why would I like exempt them from? Right, right, no. Especially since like you're not, like anybody can become a cop. Like, let's be real. Especially (laughs) in some places. Especially that was a low key drag, but (laughs) I mean, I do police foundations for a couple of years in college and I apply for the police force. And you know, if there's room, they'll hire me. Like, that seems to be how it works here. I don't know how it works other places, but that seems to be how it works here. And I mean, that's Mm -hmm. actually better than from what I've heard about a lot of certain places where they're just like, oh, you want the job? Here's your gun and your, I know, badge or whatever. And that's it. That's how civil wars start. Right? At least here, like, you know, they have to go to school and and do specific courses that are geared towards the job, you know? Um, But I would say that it, it isn't unheard of for them to go after people for small, minor things while at the same time covering up big, larger things. Yes. <laughs> so, Very true. So it's not like I'm not saying like, I mean, you know me, I'm rarely ever going to agree with armies on anything, but 
I could definitely and absolutely see them being like, okay, well, Jungkook definitely did this thing because he tried to settle. Let's make it bigger deal than it needs to be because at least then people will feel like we're doing our jobs, even though we're not doing mm. our jobs. And here, 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 or here, you know? Then um, I would like question like, why did they cover it up in the first place? And and on top of it, or not covered up, but why wasn't it talked about in the first place? And I don't know. I feel like if the police were feeding the information, where like these these news sites, it seems like they are like obtained, like they're going and looking for the information. It doesn't seem like the police are just like, hey guys, come and listen to this new tea about Jungkook. <laughs> like that's what's happening. Yeah. But no, I totally agree with you. Like that's completely. I remember when people were saying that people were, that they were using um, Hyuna and Edan to cover up for the Jeju killer. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I sure. don't know why they would do that, but sure. I mean, nobody literally cares about Edan. And yeah. Hyuna is, I mean, at the time, he's super nuku, right? Yeah. And then Hyuna is like kind of on her, like, I don't want to say last legs. It's kind of messed up, but she wasn't, it's not like she's, you know, in twice or something. And she's, she's like spring chicken. Anymore. Yeah. And, and yeah. something tells me South Koreans kind of care more about the younger people. Age <laughs> and, and is very important. Age is super important. I mean, yeah. this is literally, we had so many conversations last episode that are so similar to this one about, we talked about Huni Kai and how he was like 17 and how we felt like pretty soon there were going to be like five-year-old idols debuting. Yep. But I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And I definitely see how that can happen. And I'm sure that, for example, when they quietly, you know, they did all that. I feel like that Sungri situation and that YG situation where they're not getting all this time. I feel like that happened really quietly. I don't know about y'all, but I feel okay. like I didn't really hear nothing about that. Well, Sungri also like quietly enlisted in the army and yeah, he's sort of been doing that lately. And YG has been, you know, like trying to pay, like, I guess, minimize his debt situation, but also being like called in for gambling. And it's like, who gives a shit about gambling? Like, do you or do you not have like five year olds working in this cafe? You know, like this, this, this bar, essentially this club, like, you know, yeah. are you are you you know um abusing your workers like these are the most important things because this is this these are this is actually the reason that burning sun started it was that whole thing where like somebody got beat up outside the club and you know people started yeah. talking about the shit that was going on in it the girl was and, actually yeah. no the girl was she was beat up i think yeah. yeah and it's like these this like it's not like somebody was like oh it's it's sungri's club let's like investigate it and determine like what's going on it was more like you know something completely unrelated happened and it sort of spiraled when people started to like realize that how corrupt things were and like the illegal practices you know with the embezzlements and and, like everything that was going on and like prostitutions um paying prostitutes you know for investors and things like that like it's so much bigger than you know what it initially seemed to be and like obviously like obviously somebody's someone's gonna be up in a club especially a woman or you know a vulnerable person like it's obviously it matters and it's important but like it this whole story has sort of spiraled in so many ways and so many people have gone down except for the people who kind of seem to be at the heart of it yeah and And now that i make the decisions and now that i think about like you saying that it does remind me that like at at that same time Suddenly, every YG artist was under investigation. Yeah. And then, you know, suddenly Hanbin was like out of icon because of a weed situation, which 
uh, grossly, grossly overreaction to me. Of like course. that's such a gross overreaction. Of course. And, and it, it does kind of feel like the attention was a little bit trying to like divert because everybody knows like you can kill people, but you cannot do drugs in South Korea. Yep. Like mm-hmm. that's just the facts. Yeah. Um and I'm not saying that that was a cover up, but I'm saying like it is kind of weird that that was like kind of huge news at the same time. Burning Sun was kind of I I don't know. I I know I'm reaching. I know this is a conspiracy theory. I just feel like that that was blown out of proportion. I also feel like back to the Wanho thing because I didn't comment on that. I also feel like the Wanho thing was blown out of proportion a little bit too. I don't really know why, but. He went to juvenile, so he served his time. Who cares, right? And anything, anytime, like, I don't know, anytime there's, like, it feels like the whole country is turning against one person, and then there's another thing going on in the background, I have to ask myself if that is more of the cover-up versus this little fender bender situation with the jungle that does not yeah. feel like a cover-up for anything for me no and and like the back to i think your point about like why did they try to hide it at first well i think it had to do more so with the whole tattoo parlor situation that happened earlier this year as well uh i feel like they just wanted to keep jungkook's name out of the news because any like in america any attention and the west really like attention is what you want whether it's good or bad all publicity is good publicity in korea it's the opposite you do not want your name brought up even if you have no (laughs) faults you do not want your name to be brought up in any situations because when people start to associate your name with something negative even if as i said you have no fault and you're just like a passerby people start to associate you with that so i can totally understand why they would say like they would want to hide it i mean i'm not saying it's a smart idea or that it was a good idea because everybody knows if you try to hide something the more and the more that you try to hide something the easier and the louder it becomes and which is what you're seeing (laughs) so you're saying you think like big hit was intentionally trying to hide it yeah i think that they were oh yeah yeah yeah. but i was saying that why didn't the media report on it sooner is what i was saying oh because the media I feel like the way Dispatch be, especially the way they acted in this one whole situation, like when they suddenly came out and they had news, you know what I mean? I was like, you have to, you have to like assume that they probably have a connect everywhere or some sort of like, you know, repository of information that they could just use at any time at their disposal. So you have to wonder like why strategically only after bigger places reported on it for certain things. Well, I well, Dispatch wasn't the first group, the first uh, media source to report it, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. So then, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. Big hit because I feel like um, that big companies they have they pay. I think they regularly pay Dispatch. That's what I personally believe, Um, and that Dispatch pretty much like makes them pay either like a monthly fee or a weekly fee or something. And basically they release stories based on, you know, when the payments run out or when the company no longer cares. That's personally <laughs> how I feel because I feel like, I mean, as you said, I, I do believe that they have their eyes and ears and everything. So they always know and they always, and they're always there to spread a story when it needs to be spread. But I mean, if they can make money off of something for a short while, they'll do it. And then when the money runs out, 
then or or if they get a tip that someone else has found out and they're going to run the story, they'll probably run it first just to make sure that they have it out there first. And I mean, that's how I think it, it works. I mean, as I said, I'm pretty cynical. So it could be like, and I'm really prone to like believing in conspiracies. So it could be all of these things at play, but also like, as I said, Jungkook, you know, it happens, learn from it. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a bad it. person. I, no, I still like absolutely not. because I don't think just from my personal opinion, the way it was reported and the way it was described, it doesn't seem like some people <laughs> well, intentionally drive drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you I, know, in um, Korea, right? Like, Mm-hmm. If you are drunk, any action that you commit while you're drunk is not your fault because you were drunk. But <laughs> yes, I, I mean, just to kind of like wrap up my feelings about it, I just feel like now that we've addressed all of the issues with how Army was approaching it and then addressed why that was in that logic is out the window because it's not like the Korean government or like the or the Korean police force or Seoul police force or would that more specifically be like the Gangnam police force? It doesn't seem like they're the most like strict about, you know, it doesn't seem like they're like going out of their way to like report on this guy or, you know, tell the media about this guy. Um, And overall, I just feel like I don't think he's a bad person. He doesn't come off like a bad person. He seems super genuine to me. And so I'm not going to hold this too much against them. I mean, just make better decisions and make sure that you are always looking while you're driving and you know I'm not gonna tell people something that I wouldn't do myself when I'm driving I'm you know always being aware be a defensive driver right and that's like that's my advice I suggest you take it because it's pretty good advice yes um I guess our last subject is about Jesse or is it gonna be about the white journalist uh, which one do you think is gonna we never gonna win <laughs> these are both horrible options yeah i mean which one okay why don't we why don't we just briefly talk about one and that and, well we can briefly talk about both because i feel like they're both under the and he or she is racist umbrella <laughs> I, I can briefly just talk about the jesse situation and then we could segue into white journalists <laughs> all you gotta okay. do is say submit and <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, Ash, you want to introduce, I guess, or well, I mean, apparently Jesse did or said something racist or affiliated with racism, as has happened before, apparently. But yes, what is the backstory on this? Okay. She says to a fan, "I'm deceased that Ash doesn't know the story." <laughs> Jesse's Jesseing. Yes. Um, So basically, uh, Jesse dropped her new video with our our favorite Korean rapper, Jay Park. And it was for the song Drip. And people noticed right away that the visuals were very similar to a UK artist called Dana, I want to say. I'm sorry, girl, if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um, And Dana straight up responded and said, oh, wow. Well, I don't know if it was she responded to Jesse because I didn't see like who she like the tweet or post above hers. I just saw the screen cap where she was like, oh, wow, thought this was me. And Jesse was like, oh, wow, I haven't heard of you till now. Thanks for commenting, though. Shout out to at Nike. Thanks for the sponsorship. 
And a lot of people were like, this bitch, which is very correct. Obviously, Jesse, you know, was sponsored by Nike and Sign Nation or P Nation, I can't remember what they're calling it, um, put more money into the music video. But also, Jesse has crazy tanned her skin. You know, she has augmented her body to fit um, stereotypical Black bodies. And she has plumped her lips. So she is coming across like she's trying to be Black, a la the Kardashians and a la, like, you know, 90% of the influencers on Instagram. And so people were kind of like, please stop. What are you doing? And I mean, there's been this trend from Jessie over time. Like she got more and more augmented. Her music became more and more like, I want to be Rihanna. I want to be, um, you know, like Nicki Minaj, you know, I want to be like those type of girls. And that's clearly what she's modeling her brand after. But she also looks ridiculous. She sounds ridiculous. Um, it, it's like there's nothing authentic about Jessie. There's nothing real about Jessie. And I'm not just talking about her body. I'm talking about her her quote unquote swag, her her music, her her image. Like nothing about that is fresh or new. It's all stuff that's been done so many times by people who are actually creative. And I mean, I said this as somebody who enjoyed her music when she was in that group before. I can't remember what that group was called. Uh, and I mean, I enjoyed Jessie prior to her Rihanna phase when she did that video on the beach that was terrible um and i think that's when she got her butt done the first time uh but it like i actually did appreciate her honesty and her like i don't give a shit mentality uh because like when you contrast that with generally what you see from a lot of koreans especially female koreans um it you know they have they have a bit more conservative, a bit more quiet, a bit more straight laced sort of personas, and she was sort of conflicting and contrasting with that. Uh, but now that she's, I don't know, if she's trying to hit the Western market, or she's just you know like she's trying to get her freak on, or what? What I don't know what the hell she's doing here, but like it's ugly. Get her freak on. You know, I'm just saying, like maybe she's <laughs> maybe she's she's trying. Like, maybe you know she's letting her her inner like uh, promiscuous girl heart go wild. I don't know what's going on here, to be honest. Uh, but as I said, like it's ugly, both like not just on the outside, but on the inside too, which is even worse because like you can fix your outside, but your insides are like it's harder to fix, especially if you don't own up to it. And I thought that was so rude, or like her response to Dana or. Yeah, um, just because like anybody with eyeballs could see that we're very similar concepts. And, you know, I'm not saying that Jesse's a bigger name. I think maybe Jesse's more well known because of the longevity of her career, especially in Korea and like how Korea has expanded. Uh, while, you know, Denai is more of an, like, an up and comer. But it, this is my problem with K hip hop. Everybody wants to be black. But everybody also wants to hate blackness and they want to just take from it. They don't want to give anything back and they don't want to listen to black people. They kind of just want to take and take and take. And it's disgusting and it's insulting and it's infuriating and it's just annoying and tired. Like, I feel like, like, I'm not saying that we should not, like, there shouldn't be an exchange of cultures. I'm just saying that black people have given the world way too much and it's time that they start cutting that cutting back on that 
if you're not going to respect black culture and creatives and you're going to steal from them and then get have attitude when people say that you stole from them, then I really only have an uh, FU to you. I used to not feel anything about Jesse, And I used to think, actually, I didn't really have a problem with her the way everybody else did. But this kind of showed me, remember, I'm, you know, still pretty, you know, new. This was like only my second Jesse comeback. Well, I can't even consider it that because I don't remember watching it. I did not watch Drip. But I say that to say I that this situation has completely derailed any sort of neutral neutrality I had towards Jesse. I think she's pretty much uh, up there with Jay Park in terms of clown behavior. I think she <laughs> might be worse just because like. No, no, Jay Park still like co-signed the idea of what was it that white guy? Jay Park was, like, had playing black people. Jay Park had the nerve to have a discussion with a white person about black appropriation. Yeah. Yeah, he, there you go. So yeah, he's definitely still worse. Yeah. So yeah, she's maybe not as severe as Jay Park, but definitely close, if not, you know, quickly approaching. So um I just have nothing for her. Cement. That's all I have. Cement. <laughs> that should become a, a new thing that we say. I like yes. that. Cement. All right. Jay? <laughs> Cement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on to the last story. G-Men, I guess I'll let you take the reins on this because I, I will be honest. I don't know the article, although this is apparently about a white journalist who's basically laying it all out against K-pop. Nat, do you want to take the reins? There is a white journalist on Twitter who is, who just has decided that his life mission is to shit on K-pop and K-pop fans. And I didn't see what, I only saw the post about K-pop and the Beatles. (laughs) And I, I guess it was Super M. He was saying, like, you can't compare them to the Beatles. And people were, like, getting at him for that. And I saw his tweets about, like, if you're over 21 and in K-pop, you know, you're basically you're pathetic and you need to have a life. So that's the only thing I saw so far. Yeah. So basically, he went to their concert and was not impressed, to say the least. Here's a few things that he said. Just a few paraphrases from his article. Firstly, he was upset that they kept calling Fort Worth, referring to Fort Worth as Dallas. Okay, that's valid, I suppose. Has nothing to do with their performance, but that's valid. He also tweeted about that. And he was like, the least you can do is know where you're at. Um, So that that was like one of of his main points, (laughs) funnily enough. And then he was also really sick and disgusted that they were just dancing so much. And... he was really disgusted that they were lip syncing. We talk about this, I feel like, so much that it's kind of, like, ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. I know they lip sync, right? But there were also very clearly live portions of it. It wasn't like they lip synced the whole time. And even if they did, I mean, they fan, their fans don't care. And honestly, they still put on a pretty good show. Like, it still was enjoyable. I saw clips on Twitter, lots of fan cams. And I don't know about you, Nat, because I know you watch some fan cams. I still thought that the performances were really good. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like, I mean, I, pref- I, you know me, I do prefer <laughs> if you sing live. Yeah. Um, especially since some groups are not able to do it. Understandable. But I, right. I do feel like Super M is a group where everybody should be able to sing live. 
The only pop star I can think of who probably has never lived synced in her life is Whitney Houston. And we don't call her the voice for no reason. She and she also doesn't really dance. Right. She her literal, like yeah. that's her whole thing, right? She's a singer, yeah. she's a vocalist. I don't I mean, I don't know. I gave passes to Mariah for lip syncing. I don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't to me, they I know they can sing. And as long as I get something live, like I'm not like mad if they like lip sync jopping. Honestly, I'm not listening to jopping for the vocals. You know, oh, what I, mean? did, I I skipped all the jopping fan cam. So I mean, I yeah. never look at them. I only like, like I really looked at too fast and too fast like, and no manners and their new yeah. song and the new song. And yeah, dangerous woman and dangerous like woman and with you, they sung both of those songs live. They yeah. sing portions of their bigger, like their album songs live. Yeah, honestly, from uh, the things that I listened to in the fan cams, they were all live. Anyway, that's yes. besides the point. Um, he was complaining about the, the lip syncing, which, okay, whatever. But then goes on to make a whole point about how like real bands and real musicians don't lip sync. But I'm like, I got news for you, sis. They do. First and foremost... <laughs> Some like he's has this. He made like you said that tweet where he was like the Beatles are better than anybody in K-pop, which is a flat out lie. You know what? I'm so tired of people sucking the Beatles off. I'm so tired of it. Like just because they're old and they played instruments doesn't mean that they had great music. I think some of their songs are cool. I don't think that they were like the greatest band ever. Like some people think. To me, when people do that, it's like. I, I automatically catch on to that. And I can't, and what they're really saying is they're real men because they, you know, didn't, you know, sing bubblegum pop for teenage girls. And that's, <laughs> that's exactly what they did. But you want to lie to yourself about it. That's all their music. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> all their music. It's, I mean, a lot of their music doesn't even have the half the substance people claim that it does. So when he was saying that he was like posting pictures of like men playing guitars with their shirts off, looking like corpses, I was just like, okay, like, what are you trying to prove to me here? And then he goes on this rampage about, basically he got upset because K-pop fans were like, what you were saying about Super M wasn't really fair because you didn't really like, analyze the concert for what it was you kind of analyzed it like with this very clear sort of agenda or like motivation and he doesn't know anything about k-pop why would you send him to, to like right. it, like he, i'm looking at his feed right now i finally found this dude and it's all like sports and rock concerts like why would you send him to that's the worst type of person that's into a k-pop concert yeah, like, why would he, like, if somebody is at a Modest Mouse and Black Keys show, why would they go to see K-pop? Like, I mean, oh, I mean, oh. I'm, I'm lying because I like the Black Keys and I like Modest Mouse. But for the most part, people, like, especially men who are into these things generally tend to not be into something yep. that they would see as something for little kids. I mean, his, yep. his, 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 like, intro to the article, like, or his tweet that introduces you to his articles about if you're over 18, like you're pathetic pretty much. So he's condescending to human beings just in general and like a jackass and a jerk. And then on top of that, he doesn't even really know or like the genre that he is here to, you know, write a unbiased <laughs> review right. about. And like, it just doesn't make sense. Look at all the people who are writing about K-pop in all around the world, pretty much. People like women, people of color, you know, minority groups, things like that, who could have 
love to have this opportunity to see, you know, super am live and to write about something that they love. And instead they give it to these, like, they, like it's this stupid trend of like white men just getting all of the things just so that they can shit on it and be jerks and be mean about things that people enjoy. And it just doesn't make any sense. Why does it like, why would this, I mean, it's, it's like, it, it's a telegraph newspaper or like online digital, whatever. So, I mean, that has red flags in itself. It's not like a legitimate yeah. like news source or anything like that. <laughs> but still, uh, but still, it's it's just seems really silly and stupid. I mean, like pay to have somebody who actually likes and enjoys it. All these like look all the black people who are out here talking about K-pop and like you know enjoying it and loving it and and you know being unbiased in their opinions on it who would love to have this opportunity to do this and yeah like and if you if you want somebody who has like a musical background and who's a musician there's tons of like classical musicians who like k-pop and i this guy's clearly not any of that he falls into any none of these categories i don't like music elitist and you could tell somebody's a music elitist huh no, he absolutely is. Sorry to yeah. interrupt. And also, like, I honestly do also believe that it's for clout anyways, because it looks like he's responding to pretty much most of the comments to keep the momentum and to keep the engagement up. So yeah. it seems to me like purposely he went in knowing he wasn't going to like it and knowing that, you know, he was going to write the scathing review uh, or critique of the concert. <laughs> and like it's I think it I think it was actually intentional now that I'm looking at his feed you see and you know and the thing is nobody I feel like in terms of the the super M fans that I've interacted with I feel like nobody cares if you don't like them no okay I mean we still gonna job it doesn't matter but it it's I think when he started talking about like just kind of k-pop fans as a whole and like saying that like the whole you're pathetic thing that Italian dude oh my god have you seen the translation of those lyrics no, but it's crazy because um, I think I put out a tweet to like how, you know, uh, Italians are like, it has to be like the mo- one of the most racist places on the world right now, because like you had what happened to Mario Batelli during the soccer game where they were throwing racist slurs at him on the field. He, so he had to get off. They have they had to like add protection to a Jewish woman who survived the Holocaust, who was, you know, like under threats because of racism and now you have this dude stealing from bts and then acting like he doesn't know who they are which is really stupid and ridiculous because i mean at this point you must have at least heard of their name at the very least okay yeah. uh let's, and then let's, the lyrics let's kind of talk about that just kind of as like a last thing just quickly let's talk about that, that story really quickly about what happened Nat, can you give the breakdown while i try to find the lyrics to his diss track okay so an italian singer named sayel has recently become come under fire for basically ripping off fake love which is one of their most popular songs like why would you even do that so his <laughs> song called skinny nene i don't know i probably mispronounced the hell out of that it was released on october 29th this year while fake love came out last year and so basically he gave no credits and he but he had the balls to put it up on spotify app, amazon music youtube blah 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 and people were like uh brah please stop so basically he edited the description of his song to add a link to fake love's music video but then he removed it so like you could see that he was aware of it at one point but then i guess 
kind of doubled down on the denial of doing it, which was kind of stupid, I guess. And basically, an army messaged him on Instagram asking for an explanation. And then, so he proceeded to release a diss track aimed at the fandom, yeah. and he reportedly cursed at BTS as well. So, you're ready to hear this hot track? Yes. Okay. Uh, so any, please- um, sorry, any spoilers or sorry, no, any trigger warnings or anything like that before you mention uh, this? Not really. It's not okay, like good. there's nothing. These are things we talk about on our show. So Okay, good, good. Foul language alert. Okay. We don't usually use these types of words on here. And please be ready to give your reactions. Sure. There's another better translation where he basically calls all of BTS Chinese, but then turns around and says that he knows they're Korean, which lets me know that he's just racist. And then he says that he's not racist because he is African. I didn't even know he's white. Yeah. Like... <laughs> that was the part where it was like okay so this is where it got really confused because at least least other stuff was outright like you know offensive like but it it, it, you know it also had some like common stereotypes so i got it but when he's like these fake rappers are all colored they're sending little girls to fill my messages fake love as these four four fake idiots but i'm not racist in naples we are africans does he mean that he is native to that and because africans are the base of the world I, I'm I like thought he was, see to me i thought he was trying to like make some sort of comment you ever heard like people say that like italians and like greeks and like people in the mediterranean are like africans like they're similar to africans oh because they're, they're, they're more north africa yeah like they're more similar to africans than they are like western Europe. europeans yes. basically Yes. I thought that's what he was trying to say. This makes no sense to me, though. I really don't understand it. But I mean, there's another translation like where he openly calls them Chinese and then says that they basically sell fake. Basically, like their whole culture sells like fake uh, shoes and clothes and stuff like that. And they're the people who put a plagiarize, actually, not the Italians, <laughs> even though the Italians plagiarize their entire I guess you can't say that because that was like ancient Rome, right? But yeah. still, they plagiarized the Greeks, so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, like their whole uh, mythological set is Everything about that yeah. is Greek? Yeah. Um, like, okay. Sure. <laughs> what, um, what do you guys think of his uh, quote-unquote diss track? Well, he's stupid, first of all. Um, I mean, that's clearly obvious at the fact. And he's a liar, also, because like he he what he just didn't happen to know he's never heard of BTS before he's never heard about the the instrumental or the lyrics or the the music he's never seen the music video of Fake Love but he came up with a song that was so similar to it that upon the first listen anybody can make the connection between the two and then he connects he puts a link up to Fake Love in the description for the music video and then erases it and doubles down on the fact that he never knew them and he creates this diss track which is racist homophobic xenophobic it is all sorts misogynistic. of ex- misogynistic it is just dumb as f and i don't know i just like he before he says he before he releases the song he didn't know the existence of bts I have received indiscriminate blame and defamation from all over the world. I will take legal action against fans who cause trouble for me. And then, like, you know, as I said, on top of all of the other racist things happening in Italy, I'm leaning on the fact that he's wrong. And 
he if you know he loses money he loses you know fame if if the armies actually do the thing that they're very good at which is go over the top and ruin lives then i think that he is actually worthy of of all oh yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely i mean this is what you should be worth basically like this is where your energy should be people like him absolutely i just wow don't you just feel dirty after listening to it yeah that was just it was ill and confusing was some of the like it didn't make any sense like his disses quote unquote some of them didn't make any sense they were just very low lowest common denominator of like insults that's things like kids would say (laughs) is stuff like that yeah this is like you were saying like the one time where the armies should go hard on him and you know kick him off the internet and stuff is you know no and I mean, but he's wrong. I mean, if he's the one that plagiarized the stuff and then tried to get away with it, I mean, that does happen to K-pop people. It's like, I guess I'll say like in general, that other places like will take a popular song and then just like use the instrumental and then just put a whole whole like their their own lyrics on it and then like pretend like they made it and stuff like that when it's clear i mean these are like popular songs that they'll be they'll pick like um like a love scenario (laughs) songs like that songs that everybody knows and they try and make their own song about it and thinking nobody's going to figure it out when you took like the biggest hit that a group has <laughs> and tried to. Yeah. It would have been different if it was like track number 12 on their super deluxe bandmade edition album that nobody really bought. <laughs> they could have probably got away with it then, um, but probably not since, you know, now the fans are going to be looking out for that. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, ew, like, he didn't need to do any of that. He just sat there and ate his food. All right. Any more thoughts uh, about anything that we talked about? Any shout outs? I will just mention that G Silent Idol is definitely on the garbage list. <laughs> For some of these also these these current reasons, like to tie into the Sail and the Jesse, yes. There is no room for anti-blackness, racism, xenophobia, anything like that. And for G-Silent Idol, it seems like they continue to add X's to their their name. I mean, on, on top of the shitty music. And so, uh, I mean, I'm not even going to really go into it because I feel like it's kind of all over the place. But they are very obsessed with ethnic hip and dark skin apparently so uh (laughs) i you know just want to say that if there's an anti-list they're definitely gonna go on there i don't want there to be any misunderstanding on my feelings for g idol they suck completely so i just wanted to say that i want to shout out to super m yes looking forward to more debauchery in the united states Shout outs to K Tiger Zero. Always. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Always. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that fine Canadian. 
in that Nuga group that we watched earlier. I think it was Sunday's Best or whatever that group is called. Um, <laughs> I don't remember their name. Well, I'm going to just say these shout outs, okay? <laughs> shout out to, to uh, Jungkook. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> That's probably a bad shout out given the content of this episode. Oh my goodness. Jay? My shout out is to us because we've been doing this what for at least a year now. I don't know. <laughs> um, so shout out to us that we're still here and doing it and we're still kicking. We haven't faded to the abyss. You know, let whatever's going on in our lives kind of keep us away from doing all this. You know, that we got the website set up slowly and surely and stuff so yeah so shout out to us and yeah that's all i got <laughs> and don't want racism there <laughs> yeah. Word. okay um, shout out to jessica who lost her lawsuit and owes like 1.6 million or something like that and it's still just living her life to the fullest unbothered completely unbothered she's like oh that's three handbags here you go um so <laughs> shout out to jessica jung you know really the inspiration that we all need <laughs> to have in life. we can all be a little unbothered every now and then <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> any other shout outs shout out to monster x yeah. Whenever I feel a little sad, I'm gonna watch We Bear Bears. Yeah. And the mom boobies as well. You know, shout out to you guys still working hard and putting in them hours. They're trending right now, actually. So, you know, no they're trending no reason to quit on MX7. I do wish for the best. I hope y'all putting the same energy into y'all homework that y'all putting into these trains. Right, exactly. <laughs> Am I? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Okay. If that's it, then that was another episode of Not Your Average Nozens. You can listen to us on SoundCloud on iTunes and also on Spotify. Ooh. And also feel free to contact us with any of your critiques, criticisms, thoughts, fears, whatever you want to say to us, any questions you have, drop us a line on Twitter, on our email and not your average netizens at gmail.com. And, yeah, we also have our Facebook account that is slowly but surely growing a little bit day by day. So always check there for updates and new posts. And just if you like what we're doing, please share, spread the word, tell any other K-pop friends that you have about us and, you know, share a link and yeah just thank you guys for continuing to listen to us and we will catch you on our next episode bye you guys bye. Bye. be safe and warm bye. Yes, bye. Bye.